0: Yo, this is episode 60 of Invite the Neighbors. Look, I'm actually recording. Um, i on the phone uh, I did this episode over Discord with a band called House and Home from Richmond, Virginia. Um, they're on Open New Records, it's called. Um, they're really cool. We talked for, like, fucking half an hour about different bands that are breaking down. Um, talk about, you know, how they got to the go band, different bands that we like. I mean, if you've listened to this podcast, before, you kind of know what we talked about. Um, and if you haven't, this is the first time we talked about shit related to being a band, and sometimes it goes off the rails. Um, this one was a lot of fun. Um, uh, got hooked up with them through my friend Matt, who does Madness for Creations. I don't even know how to describe it. I did create blog, but anyways, um, local... Michigan people there's uh, Pat Ray and Out of the World Booking put out a compilation of local Michigan bands that's on the band, a a band so go so to the Out of the World Booking page see Pat i do anything in Um, No shows coming up obviously because Corona is the thing um, but hopefully you guys are not all unemployed hopefully you guys are surviving somehow not doing stupid things hopefully okay, everybody's staying healthy and stuff and I can't wait for you. all because i have a certain amount of time i have to do the intro for today intro music. what means to be a certain amount of time and i don't want to edit it at all so anyways thanks for listening oh yeah i have a patreon patreon.com support. greatly appreciate it okay here we go enjoy the episode oh yeah one of their singles plays at the end of the episode so stick around okay now we're recording so um you guys are called house and home correct yep and from western germany
1: i'm told <laughs> yeah we're we actually are from, from richmond, virginia, richmond right? virginia yeah
0: oh okay um yeah. so who are what are you guys names and like what do you play in the band
2: take it away joey all right so my name's joey uh i play guitar and i sing a little bit i call it singing it's more like yelling really loud
0: yeah shouting on key sort of thing
2: that kind of thing yeah um yeah that's and, me
1: <laughs> uh i'm matt i play drums in the band
0: so joe you're the singer but you're not the band leader that's interesting you guys yeah are just i'm, I'm one of recording. two
2: yeah so oh, we okay. have we have like two two singers i'm one of them most of the singing uh but i i do like some backups i take you know the lead on like you know some verses choruses it it, we kind of just what we do is we get in the studio and we'll record the song and then the producer will be like all right uh you sing this part and you sing that part and that that's kind of how it gets divvied up yeah you guys
0: kind of give that up kind of like have a producer you trust then
2: yeah. Uh, yeah absolutely uh we we record with a guy named Will Beasley who's in town here in Richmond. Uh, I I trust him with my life, honestly. Like he's <laughs> we we've never there we've never gone into the studio with him and come out with anything bad. In my opinion,
1: yeah, it's never been we've you know gone in and come out with something that we we don't like. We've always been able to work with him really well, and when it comes to yeah, the vocal thing, it's kind of just. He tells both of them to get in there and it's kind of, he, you know, will say, you know, I think it would be better if you took this verse, take this chorus, you know, go from
0: there. So was like the dual vocal thing, was that something that was by design for you guys or was it something that kind of happened in the studio? Like, you know, maybe someone was looking for a different tone on a particular part.
2: So when we started out, it was. Joey just did ad libs. Yeah, Pat was <laughs> really our our only singer. Uh and that's that's kind of the way it was intended from the from the get-go. Uh but the first song we recorded, uh I did like maybe one or two backup parts on it and like maybe a couple harmonies. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, and I was never and even in our first EP, I was never really too involved in like the vocal process and everything. Like I would do harmonies, I would do backup parts, I would you know, yell this part in the background, Yeah, like, this or that. Uh, but it was really when we started writing this new batch of songs, I was like, you know, I want to sing. Like, you know, I'm, I I think my voice is okay. You know, I feel like I can sing a little bit. And like, you know, we were all like, yeah, sure. We were super down for it. When we started the band, Matt actually expressed how he hates bands that have more than one singer. Did I really? Yeah, you were like That's a
0: hard take right there, dude. Man, nothing yeah,
1: has changed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Man, I hate it when like bands have more than one singer and all this. And I was like, Well, you know, all right, whatever. I do not all remember right. saying that. You can
0: leave. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but no, uh we recorded a single with Will uh probably like almost two years ago at this point, called Wander. Uh it's out, it's on the record too.
0: Yeah, I listened to um, it earlier. I love it. Yeah,
2: so that was like the first song we ever did with Will. That's the first song we really kind of welcomed an outside opinion on. It can
3: necessarily,
2: be <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it, it can be a pain in the ass if you don't have the right person. Right, but, uh, right, right. We went in with uh, like honestly, we went in with a complete song and by the time we came out it was just a completely different song so
0: yeah you gotta kind of be flexible well i mean in order you know flexible to an extent like you don't want to be flexible if like you know you're working with somebody who's trying to change a bunch of shit that you really don't agree with at all right yeah you got to be open also to the idea of like if someone has an idea like a producer has an idea and it's a good idea. You know, you don't want to be like so married to your own ideas just because they're yours that you don't let somebody improve something you did, you know? Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. We were, we were on on the cusp. Yeah. uh, We were on the cusp of almost having electronic drums. Like, you know, the kind of like pop style, like electro drums at the intro of it. we're just like, ah, we got to get rid of that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right yeah it was close so was this uh this producer will um was that somebody that you guys got set up with or did you know were you like fans of his work previously or how did you get set up with him
1: so he's uh he's been in the area for a while and he's worked with our friends bands before and it's always been really good and when we were recording our first ep um, One of the things that we talked about was actually going to him for mixing and mastering. This was all done ourselves. We did it all DIY. And yeah. so just to have that sense of like professionalism in there, um, we were talking to him a little bit about that. Um, didn't end up going to him for the EP, but yeah, it was just kind of by word of mouth through friends and stuff like that that had already worked with him. And I knew him a little bit just from... Um, I used to work front desk at this place that he used to come into... And uh so I just got chatting with him that way. Um, but yeah, we we knew as soon as we started really demoing out the next stuff that we were doing with Wander that we wanted to go to him for sure.
0: Yeah, that's that's good when you find that. Like, do you feel like you know you'll you'll wanna just like kind of stick with him in the future or do you think that you'd wanna
2: absolutely yeah. Yeah, he's he's one of my best friends in the world now. So Mm -hmm. we we hit it off immediately. We're like super bros now. Like, we, we talk about, like, old video games, and we talk about just, nice. like, hang, we just hang out. Like, his studio is two blocks away from my house. Perfect. So, like, I'll just walk over there, unannounced sometimes, and, like, knock on the door, and he'll come to the door, and he'll be like, oh, what's up, dude? we we'll just, like, hang great. out, kick it, shoot the shit.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like it's it's good. I've noticed this in my own experience, so, like, it's, it's good to have a, a personal relationship if you can with with the person who's like working on your music, because you know, obviously the music is something that's going to be so personal to you. And in order to let someone kind of put their fingerprints on it, I I just feel like you'd feel more comfortable allowing someone to do that. If you have like a good personal relationship with them and like, you know, you can tell that they're invested and it's not just like a job for them. It's something that they actually enjoy doing.
1: Yeah, I think Wander was like a great, way i guess for us to kind of well of course it was the first time we recorded with will but it was a, probably the most perfect way we could like test that is because when we all kind of went in there with the song of course once stuff starts changing you kind of get a little hesitant but i mean the right. p- song that we came out with in the end was way better than what he yeah. had gone in with it just works a lot better once we start bouncing ideas off of each other and stuff like that so yeah, it was after that we definitely learned to trust the process with them and all, all that good yeah, I stuff. I think
2: I think getting started with that single, I was probably like, the most apprehensive to like making a bunch of changes and stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah it was. It, I was afraid of coming out with a song that was too, like, poppy. You know, a song that had too many yeah. like you know kind of pop influences and like you know. Bright happy melodies and you know, like sort of that kind of classic pop beat, like the four on the floor kind of thing. Yeah, I got I don't you. know if I'm even using the right terminology with that. I'm not a gamer. <laughs> people get it. You're doing good. Yeah. But oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> uh yeah, but I was probably like the most apprehensive going in because like the stuff that he had done before we had kind of like ever worked with him, the stuff that I'd listened to the stuff that, you know, we heard from, you know, so-and-so about whatever just about him was that he did a lot of that sort of poppier sort of more mainstream kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I was a little nervous getting started and I was a little hesitant to change a lot of stuff, but like probably the halfway through the first day or maybe like even the second day with him i was like you know what fuck it if it if i hate it i hate it and if i don't awesome but you know i was i was just like i let go basically like the second day and i was like yeah whatever do whatever you want
0: well the thing is too like if you know it never hurts to just try something and if you don't like it you can always just like go back that's the thing That's it's taking me took me a long time to realize that. Like I'm the type where if like I write a song, I become so attached to it and that changing anything is always just like nerve wracking and then it just like it just will feel like a part of me is just just letting it I don't like letting it go basically. I feel like I want it to be exactly how I want. So like when I hear stories about bands like finding a producer and then just completely letting go, I'm like, Wow. Like good on you for being able to do that. Yeah. And like I don't know I've been working with this uh with a producer where it's been cool where when we first started off I just you know I wanted to work with him because he was you know I've I've heard records that he had done and like I just admired his work but over the course of making it you know you start to develop like a sort of like a more of like a friendship and then they become more invested in what you're doing that's why that's what I was referring to like it's good to like have that like personal relationship because then they start to care more about what they're working on you know what I mean
2: right yeah pat are you hey i'm here hey what's
4: up i had to like make a discord account and everything i didn't know i was doing this but what's up
2: (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the party you got pat man thanks for having us
0: oh yeah for sure i'll give you the the quick spiel real quick that i told these other guys like um feel free to just you know ask questions i it's more of a conversation than an interview, you know, like the whole point of the podcast was like, I'm a musician. I have a band and I wanted to make connections. So I just figured I'd interview bands. Cause I, dude, I don't know about you guys, but like, I suck at going to shows that I'm not playing in like networking, <laughs> quote unquote, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, it but it's yeah. kind of like a, a, necessary thing, you know, to meet other For bands. Sure. And so this is how I've been doing it. Basically. Cool. What band? Bro? Uh, we're called in a daydream. Very um, cool. Uh, right. the Detroit Michigan yeah. area. Yeah.
4: Oh, nice. Still, we're
0: still uh, working on the first record, and the whole Corona thing has kind of put a halt on that, unfortunately. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah.
4: You have no idea. We have so. Oh, my God. I've been back and forth on email. <laughs> So, yeah, I was going to ask,
0: like, I have, like, my notes here, like, things to ask, which I rarely ever do. But um, just in general, like, you guys have, you know, music coming out, and. Shitty timing with with everything that's going on. Like, have you had yeah. to cancel like album release shows or like tours or anything like that?
2: Um, we had to cancel one tour, so we are well. We technically we had to post- postpone it. it. Yeah,
4: yeah, that's um, one of the things we're working on right now is rescheduling those dates.
2: Yeah, we have a release show booked here in Richmond for May sixteenth. Um, and that's announced. That's yeah. Yeah. So, and then our governor today just, uh, issued a a stay at home order until like June 10th or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping,
4: I'm hoping he's like highballing it a little bit just so that like in the event it goes badly, he won't have to like add time and he can just like repeal it early, but still like, it's not looking awesome. So yeah. yeah. So
2: I've uh I've been back and forth with the promoter cuz like the promoter that that's running the show and you know works at the the venue that we're having it at I I work pretty closely with him like I'm his designer I make flyers and everything for for shows and everything but I've uh I've been kind of back and forth with him over the past couple of weeks and he's he's super stressed out. Yeah, I bet. Uh, just cause.
0: I mean I couldn't even imagine being like a a tour manager or just like a promoter someone who had books tours like you spend so much time like I don't, a lot of people i don't think realize how much work goes into like booking tours or even booking yeah. one show sometimes oh yeah a pain in the ass i
4: yeah, mean, we, friend, have a, we have a friend that like i'm joey i'm sure you're talking about the same guy but we have a friend that uh does tm work for like bigger band like he's been out with like not Blues, and the story so far he just got back from the four-year strong tour and he was talking he was like i'm fucking i'm out of work for like six months
2: i don't know what i'm gonna do like <laughs> He said, bro, dude, I'm <laughs> hung out to dry, dude. That's how it's. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, I got no work, man. I got no work. I don't know what I'm going to do.
4: Yeah.
0: That's yeah, rough, so. man. What, yeah, I mean, yeah. what have you guys been doing to stay busy? Like, Are you guys out of jobs or are you like?
2: Yeah, we're all out of, of work right so now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn, I, yeah. I just yeah. got my position today. actually just got furloughed, whatever that means. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sucks, know that. That <laughs> <It> sucks. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm going to fucking Urban Dictionary it later and see what... Yeah, I'll ask him when I get back to yeah, work I was tomorrow. I' going to
0: say, fuck.
2: <laughs> you <laughs> asshole.
4: Yeah, we, like, <laughs> I just got the good news saying that I'm going to be getting, like, a minimal hourly pay for the next few weeks, so I'll be okay for the time being, but it looks like this thing's going to get fucking dragged out a lot longer, so I don't know what's
2: going to happen. Yeah. So yeah. Pat got the call today and said, hey, you can come back to work. I got the call today and said, hey, don't fucking come back to work ever.
4: <laughs> oh, jeez! So, uh, I don't I'm not even back know if my job's they're still just, there. <laughs> yeah, they're just prepared to oh, pay me for you. 15 hours a week for the next three weeks. And then after that, i oh, probably okay. done.
2: Yeah, that's, that's the man. same deal that I got. They yeah. paid me for like 10 shifts or something. So
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> must be yeah. nice
0: damn
2: i mean that's a,
1: that's a
0: story across the board for like a lot like a lot of musicians you know in order to like free up their schedules they'll work like retail all these non-essential quote-unquote jobs you yeah know what i mean yeah. so it's honestly like the reason that i've i've scheduled a ton of bands for this podcast over discord lately because i normally i do it in person with like a like more big in like the michigan local scene right But yeah. i've been wanting to branch out and with this you know quarantine shit, like every single band is doing nothing right
4: now. Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah, would have been sick too. We had a Michigan date on the tour that just got postponed. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Damn. I think it, we're doing the same route. So, I mean, we'll hit you up when we come back through. But...
0: For sure, dude. Like well, I always tell bands too, like if you need a place to crash or anything, I live like 15 minutes from Detroit. And my, all, my house oh, is yeah. all musicians, you know? Yeah.
4: That's awesome. Right. Yeah. Same deal with us. We, 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 yeah, anytime people you're whenever man. we can. Yeah. So For real.
0: The, yeah, I mean, you know, that's one thing about, like, the music scene that I've discovered. I mean, I've only been involved maybe in the last couple of years, but everybody's so cool. Like, everybody's so supportive, and it's very communal, you know what I
4: mean? Yeah, for the most part, that's definitely true. I think, especially Richmond, it's, like, there's a lot of people here that are just down to help and, like, down to support. So, like, very, I'm sorry, walking i the downstairs getting my computer charger. My roommate is screaming at Fortnite right now um 10
0: year old in the banana suit is
1: probably getting
4: yellow
1: oh he's definitely um, got the banana suit on
4: oh for sure he bought the battle pass dude first thing um
2: the
4: pass. yeah, but they, yeah have
2: they have this roommate named seth right and i used to live in the house that they live in now like last year but we call him meatball and he's exactly wow. what you—he's exactly what you would think a meatball would look like. Just an angry Round. little New Jersey man.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah short, stocky, just. Yeah, um,
2: major well, league yeah. gamer.
4: Richmond is Richmond is is like really cool that way. I think it's you'd be hard find or hard pressed to find anybody that's like not down to to help and support any way they can. At least from what I found. What is it like in terms
0: of like? Um diy venues and like the no- volume of bands like is it pretty saturated or do you feel like that, it's that's crowd? been
2: kind of it's been kind of going down it, actually so uh, a couple years ago like in 2017 maybe early 2018 there were like tons of diy spots tons of like mm-hmm. house venues and that kind of thing but it's kind of it's kind of started to settle out a little bit more like there's one place around here called yellow house that is always throwing shows They've been doing it for years, and I don't think they're ever planning on stopping.
4: Oh no! But
2: yeah, there was like there used to be Foreman House out here. We we used to throw house shows at our house. Yeah, that was a that's lot.
4: Move, but you can. It was it was cool. Um, it got out of hand a couple of times. Not anything like that, but it was just we couldn't handle it.
0: <laughs> well, the thing is, like, if 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 it's doable, like, that's kind of that's a really solid path to like so for instance like i was doing an interview with uh Corey from prince daddy and hyena and oh, love that man band. love that love band that man yeah and Corey's the shit he, we had a great conversation um but basically like he said a, a lot of his you know his band's success or just like the connections that he made was owed to the fact that like his dad let him throw shows at his house so like which he is would, sick yeah, yeah and like a lot of people like are able to kind of use that type of thing. Like, like my friends, uh, I have friends in Bowling Green, Ohio who run the place called the summit shack. And it's, it's it. like, yeah, a, yeah. Yeah. It's a really, really big. Um, I mean, well-known DIY spot, even though it's just in a fucking garage, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's the tiniest little thing, but people get crammed in there, but they've made so many connections that through just hosting shows there. So if you can find a way to swing that somehow, it's invaluable, you know?
4: Oh
2: yeah, I mean, yeah I mean, we're. Uh, I don't know. We yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we've made we've made like some connections just by letting people like crash at the house over the years. Yeah. like we've yeah. had Stand Atlantic there. We've had Waster. We've had Waster's Rome. played
1: at the house. Yeah, Rome's Waster played here.
2: at the house. Yeah, by out
4: of hand. That's what I mean. <laughs> Waster, Waster played at the house? The house. <laughs> we played oh. that show too. That was sick. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's kind of like a
0: tricky thing from you know from what i've heard like i have never really i mean maybe hosted a couple shows but never at my own house but like it's a thing that i've talked to about with people in bands who run shows at their house like you don't want to play every single show because then it just looks like you're just a self-serving you're self-serving right yeah but then it's like I have to host a show at my house. I don't even get to play, and I have to deal with all these people. It's kind of like a, a yeah. balancing act.
4: Yeah, it was never. I, I would, I would say, at least speaking for myself, it was never not fun. Like even if we weren't playing, there was never a show where we were like, "Oh, this is a pain in the ass." But
2: yeah. it definitely cleanup was a lot. Yellow House has yeah. it down to a science. So, well, props I don't to know. Those guys. I... I have I have a handful of times where I've thought, wow, this is a pain in the ass, but I'm yeah. kinda I'm <laughs> kind of a negative Nancy. <laughs> <And> <laughs> so,
4: to be fair, also when we were throwing the majo- the majority of the shows at the house, I wasn't actually living there at the time. So I got I to leave.
2: The other guy <laughs> yeah. So I didn't know
4: most of the time.
0: Are you guys all in the same spot right now or are you all in like your own places?
4: I'm in no. my bedroom, and Matt is two floors below me. I think. Uh, yeah, I'm in I'm in my room right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm on the other side of town. I live in in Carytown, and they live on North Side, which is it's a little bit of a distance, but we're not that far away. We're yeah, we're okay. We're all in
0: Richmond. Ten minutes, yeah, yeah. yeah just curious because it's like it's always interesting doing. This is the first Discord episode I've done with multiple people, um, and I have an episode coming up where it's like me and people who run four other podcasts like music podcasts all on the same thing just talking about podcasting i don't know i have no fucking clue how i'm gonna keep track of everybody (laughs) right but um
4: yeah that's like even with this our our adam from open your ears like we were talking about who's gonna do the interview and he was like i think maybe only two of you it might get kind of weird with three people and then like I'm driving home tonight, and Matt and Joey are like, "Pat, get on! This is gonna be cool."
2: If it's ever too much to follow between the three of us, just let us know, and we'll kick Pat off here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the thing <laughs> is, like,
0: it, it kind of suits the like my goal for the podcast in a way because my goal is to have have the opposite of like some stale, structured, like you know, boring interview. Floor, like kinda. I want. Yeah, I want to be able to like show have people like have bands show people like what their actual personalities are, like their band dynamic. So it's like even if you can't keep track of like which voice belongs to whose name, you know, you get to see like your dynamic as a whole. And I think that's more important as far as like showing fans, listeners, what you guys are like outside of the music. I feel like that's kind of missing a lot from from uh, like social media and things like that. There's a lot of it's hard to promote yourself in a way that isn't like douchey, I guess.
4: Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, um, that's refreshing too. Just because some of the interviews, it's like you want you try so hard to be professional and like
0: it just doesn't fit yeah. what you're doing. You're fucking musicians. We're all it's fucking degenerates, it.
4: you know. I mean, we're, we're not good at pretending to be more professional than we are.
0: <laughs> it makes no sense to even try. Like, why would you know what I mean? It's like, why would anybody? It, it's just a weird thing, you know what I mean? So I, oh, I just dude, wanted to like uh, erase that sort of. We yeah, So we did a,
4: interviews. We did a live stream on um, on Substream's Instagram a few days ago, and it was really cool. And, like, in Substream, it's this big thing. We were all like, oh, fuck yeah. And then, like, right. as soon as we flipped the camera on and realized that we were, like, exposed to, like, these thousands yeah. of people that follow this Instagram, it was so weird for the first, like, 20 minutes. And, like, I didn't know what to fucking do with myself.
2: Like. <laughs> Yeah, right. I was like, I was like,
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's,
0: so it's interesting you mentioned that because like a lot of times when I do in-person interviews, like I'll start rolling before I tell anybody and I'll just start talking to them, get, get the idea of a conversation flowing so that they don't realize that the the mic started because sometimes there's this effect, like when you tell them that you're recording now, they change and yeah. I, I want it to feel natural. You know what I mean? Like I'm, yeah. I'm not like out to ask getcha questions you know what i mean like sometimes i'll fuck with people just to break the ice i'm like so you want to start with politics or religion where should we you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) i just you know Uh, i just want it to be loose i want people to be themselves and just you know we're we're fucking musicians like i said we just we want to play rock and roll for a living like come on yeah
1: we all live in a van spend our nights in walmart parking lots you know (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah. there's this is meme for, of uh Jack Black from uh, the scene in School of Rock where he's like, I service society by rocking, man.
2: That's just like Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my whole my whole inspiration for life growing up was Jack Black School of Rock. Oh dude, that's a movie that made yes. me want to play guitar. Seriously.
4: I, I watched that movie and I wanted to play drums because I thought Freddie was a badass. And then, then my dad played with, Yeah, and like sex pistols and shit. <laughs> Pat could my dad no, I I'm, dude, I'm, I'm fucking awful at drums. But my my dad, you <laughs> hear this guy play drums? He's pretty bad. My dad played <laughs> guitar, so he was like, "It's less expensive and quieter." So like, here, just play this. I already have one. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, nice. dude. My parents refused to buy me a set of drums when I was a kid. Oh hell, like, no. absolutely. Yeah. I, I, don't I don't know
1: why my parents wouldn't get me anything else
2: really it's like they just wanted they just wanted the loudest thing there was <laughs> <laughs> that's, it's because they got that big house bro they can stick you at the other end of it
0: <laughs> that's dope though like i okay so this was one of the questions that i had written down was like what kind of since you've really like taking the plunge and like you guys yeah. have management now like it's it's clear that you're trying to be serious about music and so like
4: <laughs> serious since, is, a, is a word but <laughs> right you, you know yeah. what i'm saying like at least yeah,
0: paper, yeah yeah i got word. you <laughs> so like we are, have a
2: we have a running ahead. joke where where like me and pat uh, pat is you know like i called him earlier the band leader who knows about what's going on all the time like and all of us come to him asking questions and then i'm like Half the time, like, I'm halfway on top of my shit, halfway not. And then we have a joke that Matt just kind of shows up and hits things. Yeah. And does whatever we That's tell That's about him, you know? it. Yeah. If yeah. you got to
4: be somewhere at, at noon, Matt will show up at 11.5930. And, like, nice. <laughs> and you'll just be sweating until he gets there. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm always chilling.
2: He'll be like, we'll be like, all right, we got to load the van. The van's loaded. All right, we got five minutes. We got to get to the venue. Matt's like, all right, hold on. I got to take a shower.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well dude i have i kind of have the perfect set i'm gonna brag a little bit i have like the fucking perfect setup to where like i have i'm in two different bands and one band is just like all mine like i write all the songs like i get to get all my like creative sort of like you know um you know band leader rocks off in one sense and then i'm in another band where somebody else does all that shit all i gotta do is show up and play guitar I just play lead guitar and just you know right zero stress so i get all my you know weird like i have to like i'm the type that i have i have to have at least one thing where like i'm just completely in control of it like just completely writing influencing everything and then it's so nice to have another thing where i can just fuck around and not worry about any of it
2: right yeah so if you want to put a pin on what matt's life is like imagine that second band and just get rid of the first one that's matt (laughs) (laughs)
0: living the dream dude
4: i think oh, yeah. i think we have found like this kind of happy medium for all of us where we're all pretty comfortable in our roles and stuff though like yeah. they call me like the band leader i hate that shit i like i don't like being like that guy at all but right. i'm just the only one that pays attention to the email that's like the only reason <laughs>
2: <laughs> i pay attention to the email but see when i look i'm like okay cool we got an email for this and then i'll get it I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay, (laughs) sweet. Pat will answer that. Pat's probably on top of that. (laughs) It's like I, I, I try not to open emails so that other bandmates can see the little notification bubble on their phone, so that it's not like, oh shit, yeah, nothing in the email. But it's like, I need to make sure everybody else sees this. And we we have like seven different group chats and that doesn't answer any of them (laughs) i've got every single
1: one on do not disturb
4: (laughs) i'd be just kidding i'd be somewhat butthurt about that if like it didn't work there's like right like i'd be like he would have said that and i'd be like pissed off about it but like i'm thinking about it like "Eh, yeah like yeah that's kind of how it works
0: i (laughs) I feel like (laughs) it kind of would kind of help the morale overall like if, if everybody was just like super serious all the time it might get It might cause tension, but I think it might be good to have like some sort of, um, attitude where like you know more laissez faire, more relaxed, sort of like just fun oriented thing within the band, so that it kind of balances out. Like if I was in a band where everyone was exactly like me, just like trying to control everything and like being very particular about everything, I'm like, dude, that wouldn't even be fun.
2: Oh hell no, I could. not Yeah, no, we're a very take it as it comes kind of kind of crew. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like
4: like we couldn't be overly serious if we tried like i feel like we know when to like turn it on you know but like we well, can hear it in your and, music it's, it's tight thank
2: you dude. But, i
4: mean it's like I, it, it also makes it so that like when there is tension which like you're doing something creative there's always going to be tension at some point yeah like it makes it so that when those moments do happen we can be pissed at each other for like 15 minutes and then someone will make like a stupid joke or something and then it's like nothing ever happened right it's kind of
0: like built up social equity where it's like yeah you you have a rapport and you're not afraid not as afraid to like be honest and maybe hurt someone's feelings even for a second
4: oh yeah like i'm 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 would bet my fucking life on it that at one point or another when we're on tour everybody here at some point for like the span of like two minutes at a time was like i'm fucking quitting i'm done i can't do it and then like someone's like yo you want to go get food and you snap out of it you're like yeah sure like
2: <laughs> right. yeah, it's like yo we got a loves up here on the right anybody got a pee and everybody's just like oh yeah that's right you know, yeah like, and then you're standing at the just... urinal and you're like what, what, what was that mad about like,
0: <laughs> well i feel yeah. like in those moments like i can only speak from speculation because i haven't been on tour but you know ever since i played guitar started playing guitar i've just dreamed about kind of doing that so i just imagine if when it comes to that point where it's like i'm on tour finally and i'm having like a breakdown almost i just you know think back to like you know when you're in seventh grade and you first started playing guitar like imagine if you know how you would feel if you were actually in that moment like on tour you know like just appreciating it for what it is like all right you know yeah. this is fucking awesome like, it could be worse i could be you know back at home working
4: yeah yeah like, exactly. yeah we we there's we've met you know a lot of these like old head people where it's like they're so jaded and they like act like they don't want to be there it's like i can't imagine oh excuse me i can't imagine feeling like that at all like yeah clock's it ticking, sucks like, and you're your fucking you're exhausted all the time but then like i'm just like i get back in the van after show and i'm just like stoked to go to the next spot like even if the show was shit like having like a shot show is like does do a number on your morale but it's like at the same time like we're all in our 20s like on the road in a van playing our songs like it's just fucking cool so right yeah <laughs>
1: Like, and plus, none of us ever really, like, we're just we're just driving around to play. Honestly, like, yeah when when you're playing a I'm not shot, good at anything else. But yeah, like we never really. But uh yeah, it's like one of those things where none of us. It's not like any of us are you know a ticking time bomb until we get to the venue and fi- figure out you know how many heads are going to be showing up that night. Like we're always just stoked to play regardless.
4: And dude, I like riding in the van. I have fun. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> um, riding in the van
1: is like my favorite part of tour.
4: Yeah, <laughs> we, I, well,
2: yeah, dude, we got fun stories for this one. Really nice one. So we've gone through three. Bam. Three. 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 Third. We, we the borrowed.
4: First the first was ours, one wasn't ours, though. Yeah. We borrowed the first one. It did two, one, two tours. Five days.
2: Just one. No, just, five five days. just one. It was just one. the first just one
4: really short one. And, um, it was like a '94 Dodge conversion van, and like yeah. by the end it of it, so like, it was sick. Like the back bench was broken, so it was just like it would only lay down, which sounded <laughs> like shitty when we picked it up. But then, like once we got into the second dude. day, like we were laying back there, like, just <laughs> on
2: that thing was a yeah, fucking That's dream. The spot.
4: Yeah, we slept in the van that like that tour almost every night too. Um, yeah, and. The second one, Joey, I'm, you know more about vans
2: than I do. I'm gonna let you take, right. we'll talk about the garden. Let <laughs> me tell you about a little red van called the Garden of Children. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we should probably list. give context to the name. We bought it from a daycare yeah. called the Garden of Children, and there was a <laughs> yeah.
4: there was a giant decal across the back window that said the Garden of Children. It wasn't. A, it.
2: it was the side <laughs> tried was to get both all. side windows and the back window. I tried to get worse, it off, dude. It wouldn't every, come. The <laughs> window on that van just had a massive The Garden of Children decal. On it. And, Do you remember right, the lady so in the was, Walmart parking lot in Georgia? I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. Okay, sorry. It, <laughs> it, was, it was a 1998 Ford E350 Econoline. So it's like, you know, the club wagon. And let me tell you, dude, in oh, 1998, yeah. this thing was a fucking nice ride. Yeah, but so at one hundred
4: eighty-six thousand wow. miles in twenty eighteen. That's not right. Like...
2: This was this was twenty years later. <laughs> that thing was the bane of my existence. So we went we went on our first tour with it. It was in July of twenty eighteen. Second tour. Sorry, our first tour with it with the van was yes. our second tour ever, and so we had. We had two benches in it. We had the, 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 pa- the driver's seat, the passenger seat. We had, no, we had one bench. So we had a total of four seats and we had yeah. six people in the van.
4: <laughs> yeah, so at this point, out. we had a, nice. another guitar player too. Shout out, Drew.
2: Yeah, we had another guitar player and a bass player. And we piled all the gear at where the back bench is supposed to go. We had the third bench in and nothing else it was just floor right there and we had a merch guy with us yeah so, i don't
4: know why we did that that was stupid i have no <laughs> idea it was
2: stupid it was dangerous it was irresponsible i had the <laughs> fucking time of my life yeah know? it was cool <laughs> so and we're no ac Ohio, no, no ac and it was no, in no air conditioning how long was the tour it was 11 10 days
4: 10, 10 or 11 days. Not terrible something no it wasn't oh, super long but yeah oh, with home the first right the
1: day the that's the first true. day. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, we pulled up into a parking lot in Myrtle Beach at like five o'clock in the morning. Oh my God. I remember on the like, bench
4: and like I yeah. had my shirt off and I sat up and my back just went like off of the yeah. leather. We're <laughs> all just like
1: soaking in our own sweat. And finally, I, like we're about to go to bed and all of a sudden the sun starts coming up. So we're just like, oh, we're yeah. fucking, we're just gonna Yeah, because we beach. left for some
4: fucking reason. <laughs> yeah. We left at like 9 p.m. the night before from Richmond. Yeah. And so we're driving yeah, to Myrtle, it, to Myrtle it, Beach, like.
2: <laughs> I made the entire drive,
4: the you whole did drive that. from
2: Richmond to Myrtle Beach, all-nighter, like eight, nine, 10-hour drive, and we pulled it the like, gas station. Considering was, how many scary. times we had to stop, yeah. Yeah. We so, stopped a lot. It, we, we always have this thing where we will end up at the place we're supposed to be about four hours after the GPS says we're supposed to be there.
0: <laughs> Dude, that's just
2: how it is that's that's how we roll but it was anyway, one time in particular where that happens
0: adds another hour i feel like exactly yeah
2: yeah, absolutely. Six,
4: yeah on the same tour we had a, an instance in in uh massachusetts that i'm sure we'll get to in a second but yeah we yeah, ended so, up the yeah go ahead
2: yeah shut up pat sorry <laughs> um, <laughs> i'm not even supposed here. to be here you guys got- <laughs> <laughs> yeah for real. yeah but uh so the the entire tour we're flying down all these different interstates and in basically a giant red fart box a metal fart box yeah it's it's just it's a piece it's old we only paid two grand for it it had a hundred and however many fucking thousand miles on it 186 186 and uh so by the time we hit massachusetts or some was it massachusetts
4: which was that the are you talking about after we drove through manhattan
2: yeah so we drove oh, through weird. manhattan yeah so for we for some fucking we, reason we <laughs> dude the routing on that tour was so fucked oh, sucks. <laughs> with all that's the driving sad. manhattan
0: I, so I just like drove to manhattan like maybe a few months ago when when you came in do you remember if it took you like directly into chinatown because there's only a couple yeah. ways into Manhattan and like one of yeah. them is right into Chinatown which is the most congested part of New York City. Yeah. And oh right. my god, I couldn't imagine being in a van, dude. Yeah. So and I was
4: in I was yeah. in New York like a couple of weeks ago and I stayed in Chinatown. And like I was walking down the street, and I was like I fucking been here before. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the bad taste in my mouth like, god damn
2: it. It's like every time we go to New York or through New York, we always end up in Chinatown for some reason, whether we're going yeah. in or whether we're leaving. We always end up in Chinatown and it's like just the most congested, as far as traffic goes, it's like the most congested backed up, hardest place to drive through ever. Yeah. yeah. We always stay in Brooklyn. It's like Yeah, so Matt's sister lives in Brooklyn. Just to give you an idea of how fucked up the routing was on this tour, we left Richmond, went to Myrtle Beach. That
4: then we were supposed
2: map, to play we were supposed to play a show in like Tidewater, Virginia the next day. That one canceled. So we played in Virginia Beach. We went and stayed at somebody's house in Chesapeake, or like Virginia Beach, or somewhere around there. Dude, then I can't even drive, remember. Me <laughs> Then we had to drive to Baltimore, I think, or like Bel Air, Maryland, for okay. a show that may or may not have even happened. <laughs> and then from this there, was a couple of years that,
4: ago. It's foggy. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah.
2: And then from there, we had to go to Massachusetts.
4: Way the
0: fuck
1: up. With man.
2: like. <laughs> Yeah, no it was philly philly yeah, yeah. we played philly, philly. then
1: massachusetts we played, yeah
2: we played philly at the fire i remember because that's the only fucking venue we've ever played in philly uh and then from there we went to new york we went to brooklyn after philly we went to stay the night with matt's sister in brooklyn which was sick yeah which it's nice to have fucking, like
0: a, someone to know in a, in a big city like that it's clutch to have yeah. somebody
2: you know yeah, the oh, area yeah. she's in I is like, super the sick. Yeah. That she lives in is like super sick because there's plenty of street parking. You know, we can fit well most of the time. We can fit the van in a good spot nearby. You know, we'll only have to walk like three or four blocks. Yeah. But anyways, so the next day we're supposed to be in Adams, Massachusetts. the The next day we wake up at like fucking one p.m. for some reason. Loading is at like five or six. Okay. yeah so we we go we leave brooklyn it takes us two hours to get out of new york city
0: Dude.
2: Uh, we so by so it's three o'clock by the time we are hitting like we're in upstate new york it's like two thirty, three o'clock and you're not we're making just
0: time. <laughs> not oh right. hell no
2: so fucking late for this show we're so late it hurts like so we're past the point leave. of being
4: late to load in it's like the set time is in jeopardy like uh. yeah
2: yeah so we get all the way there it's like 8 p.m. maybe 9 the show is at the moose lodge like VFW something up there it's like a freemasons lodge or like a moose lodge or something where Same. these guys are throwing this DIY show we get there we talk to the promoter he's like Dude, I don't have to give you a set time. And we're like, I mean, I get it. I'm like, we get it. Believe He said, he He looked at me
4: and said, when I'm on tour, I'm on time. And I was like, Oh, good for you, dude. I'm like, Uh, we uh, just had to to drive
2: through (laughs) Manhattan. Yeah, sure. We woke up really fucking late. But like, (laughs) come on. He let us (laughs) play three songs.
0: What a dick. we played yeah, we played
2: three songs. Go ahead, Pat
4: it was it was cool because well because when we got there he pulled me outside and he looks at me and he goes so what happened and i was like oh well i felt like such a dumbass i was like oh the, the gps like took us on these crazy route right? and he was like so like your van's fine like nothing happened i was like no nah, we're just late he was like kind of chewed me out a little bit and then we played we played three songs like fastest set we've ever done in our life loaded off like at breakneck speed the dude bought a shirt and came up and he's like, yo, you guys are sick.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> Why did he cut you off at three songs? Like, what? He didn't know. I guess like
4: this was I think he bought, like three
1: shirts, that show. He yeah, bought, yeah, he us, bought, he bought like, one, one of, of everything videos. we had.
4: He bought like three shirts and then like smoked us out after the show. And was like, <laughs> cause it's legal there. And like, he was just, uh, yeah. And like, I turned out to be like a really cool dude, but he was just very, very not happy with us when we got there.
2: Yeah. yeah. And then, all right. So that's not the whole thing about Massachusetts either. So, we get in the van and oh, hey, like
0: real real this. quick, real quick. If you could just like, um, let me know, like, when you mentioned like a show or something, I'm just out of curiosity, like, what if you remember any of the bands that you played with, just because I'm curious if I've heard of them or whatever.
4: Mm, that yeah, tour sure.
2: was with uh, like Mike from Georgia. Okay. Yeah, they're from Georgia. Yeah. I don't remember any of the bands we played with at that Moose Lodge, whatever place show.
0: Fair enough. Just uh, if any come to mind, you know, just let me know.
2: Yeah. There was one really was- sick one. I'll try and find the poster. It was a crazy mixed bill too. There were like some hardcore <laughs> bands there. There was like a metal horror band there. True. There's was like a prog metal like Dream Theater y band there. <laughs> I think. That might have actually. Yeah, been-
1: actually, yeah, I forgot about that. That was kind of a weird show.
2: Yeah. yeah but yeah, anyway, so that's we so we pull the van into this McDonald's parking lot that is like right next to the venue. And I look down. So I'm in the passenger seat. Our old guitar player, Drew, is driving. I look down. I smell like something really sweet, like really. And and I put a flashlight on the floor. There is antifreeze leaking into the cabin of Uh. the van. It's like coming through the heater core. (laughs) It's all over the floorboard, all over my shoes. Uh. I didn't give a shit about my shoes at the time. But I was like, oh, my God, we are in. Like fucking nowhere. Yeah. We're in the middle of nowhere in Massachusetts. Far from, far from Richmond. We're like 15 hours from home and we are leaking a fuck ton of antifreeze.
4: That was the second time our van had broken down that tour, too.
2: Damn. Well, now we broke down, down. We broke down, down
4: before Philly, too, in Bel Air.
1: Yeah, there's one in Bel Air
2: yeah that's right god i forgot about that yeah so on the way to Bel- <laughs> <That damn> <laughs> <sucks>. <laughs> we, fucking, we start just overheating out of nowhere like the van's overheating i'm sitting in the back getting bounced all around and you know i'm fucking nauseous sick to myself i get car sick really easily oh that sucks yeah joey's yeah. our
1: dd usually
2: yeah so yeah <laughs> I, I have a i'm a very nervous passenger so usually i have to drive the van but um, oh, okay, for okay. some reason, I sat in the back with no seat belts, nothing, and no fucking seats. Just fuck it, mode. That, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so we have to pull into this gas station or like service shop or wherever the fuck we are. And uh, the van is just overheating. There's smoke coming from everywhere. And we like turn it off. The- there's absolutely nothing in the reservoir. Like there's no coolant anywhere. I'm like, huh, <laughs> that's weird. So we put a bunch of coolant in it and we like go to Walmart to buy more coolant and everything and it's this whole ordeal and I'm like cool whatever we'll find the leak we'll patch it whatever um, so then yeah fast forward to Adams Massachusetts two days two three days later it's leaking into the van through the floorboard and uh, it's just it's just such a great time it's such a <laughs> great situation <laughs> so, we were basically so, like
4: so, oh we'll watch it like it's fine yeah, yeah we'll just will <laughs> her off yeah exactly we had, like, line, a separate... pretend
2: it's not happening yeah and in that van there was a separate reservoir from where like the radiator was so you could look in it and see how much was in it so like every time we stopped we would look at it and if it was lower than like the fill line we would just dump either water or like antifreeze or whatever the fuck we had <laughs> in it we went
4: through
2: like three <laughs>
4: jugs of coolant on that tour it was ridiculous See, yes. is, um, these are the types of things
0: yeah. that i really i really like to hear because like i want people you know either in other bands or just like people who are fans of bands i want them to know like all the things that happen in between the 30 minutes you get to actually play on a given day you know what I oh,
4: mean? Dude, so much that's not even happens. the worst that's not even the worst band story about that like so yeah. the worst the worst event that happened with that band. well I'm, the same... I'm getting to
2: that i want to fill in oh, okay the yeah 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 story. So we're okay, you're painting a picture. Right? I got you. Yeah. So we're passing, <laughs> we're coming from Massachusetts. We're passing through New Jersey. We find the shittiest Walmart next to the shittiest airport in the shittiest state, which is New Jersey. <laughs> Sorry to everybody from New Jersey. I, it's like my least favorite place on the planet. It sucks to drive through. So it's true. Yeah. You can't turn New Jersey, anywhere, dude. The New Jersey Turnpike is the bane of my existence still to this day.
4: Yeah, they maintaining that some of our best friends are from but like your state sucks to drive through. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. I love <laughs> I love people from New Jersey. I love, you know, new nothing against New Jersey except the roads and that Walmart. And also <laughs> was, when I was in yeah. New
0: Jersey, they pump your gas for you. And I'm like, dude. Yeah, I they can't... don't let
2: you Yeah, pump your own dude.
0: Gas. Yeah, you can't pump your own gas.
2: Isn't that weird. fucking weird? It's like they're dicks about water, it right? if you try. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, what the fuck, dude? I don't want to tip
4: you. Like, not yeah. tip the
0: Guy, like, what the hell?
4: Apparently, yeah. it's like a it's an an effort by the state government to like add to to create jobs. I guess is what I heard, which I makes so. kind of sense. Maybe a little bit. I don't know. But, yeah, but anyway, it's so it's a short sighted,
0: stupid plan on New Jersey's part. Fuck New Jersey. True. Guy. <laughs>
2: yeah. But anyways, so we stop at wa- at a Walmart in New Jersey. I guess it's like in Newark next to the airport or something. I'm sure there's more than one new airport in New Jersey. but um so we we go in, I get this bottle of I think it was K seal maybe, and I go and get it. It's basically it's supposed to run through your coolant system and like patch whatever holes you have in it anywhere. Oh, so okay. I buy that. I dump the thing into the into the radiator we keep going the leak into the, into the van stops, you know, all the major leaks and everything that we've found just, they stopped, which was good. So then we get, uh, so then we go a couple more shows. We play a show in Macon, Georgia or no, it was Savannah, 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 Georgia. We played Savannah, Georgia. It was a weird show. We played in the kitchen Mm-hmm. Huh, and i nice. think there and i think there was like maybe one person who didn't live at the place that the show was at uh there were
4: two okay when you guys play <laughs> were... like
0: little shows like that like out of state like far from home and there's like four people there like do you still bring it as hard as you would for like you know
2: absolutely yeah, yeah
4: we try to we're there
0: to play so
2: i mean i honestly me personally i feel the music more than i do like crowd response or anything like that that's good so if i'm like jamming out i'm fucking jamming out that's what's up <laughs> it's just um, that's just yeah. uh that's
0: what i like to hear it's like i i hear sometimes i'll hear bands like You know, I'll be at a show and the turnout, it's not looking that great. And then, you know, you'll overhear another band talking about like, oh, this sucks. Like it's a waste of time. I'm like, dude, just think about it like it's practice. Like, do you love the music you play? Well, you get to play it right now.
2: Yeah. yeah. More often than not, we're just like happy to be, you know, out on the road. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes for me, novelty wears off, you know, a couple days in. Like, I'd say I'm probably the only one in the band that like a few days in because I'm kind of a homebody. I got so that. like, I'll be like, oh man, I'm like bummed out that we're not home. I don't have my PS4. <laughs> get one of those. Romance. We just
4: need one of those. I was about to say, we need one of those travel kits, dude. Yeah. I've been trying, yeah. I've been working on that for a minute.
2: But anyway, to wrap up yeah. the van story. Uh, so we're driving from Savannah. We're going to stay with like Mike, the other band that we're on tour with, in Marietta, which is right outside of Atlanta. So we get maybe like two or three miles down. Uh, interstate 16 or 69 or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, and Pat's driving. I'm in the passenger seat. For some reason, uh, that's not an important uh, thing. Never mind. Uh, so <laughs> I was going to say, for some reason, I took my shoes off in the van. But I'm hey, really glad driving- I didn't
4: take my shoes off because that would have hurt. Yeah. So we're driving out the-
2: and out of nowhere, we hear this like really loud pop. It's like <laughs> yeah. and there's just Steam going into the van over the windshield. Over it all over my feet. It's all over everybody. Thank God I put my shoes back on. Yeah, and so I was asleep. Uh, I fucking- it was so weird. Yeah, Matt
4: was asleep. Was- Matt's always asleep. It's a given <laughs> in any one of these stories that Matt was asleep in the
2: back. Yeah, <laughs> he's like he's like a computer almost. Like if you don't give him something to do, he just goes into sleep mode. Yeah, to conserve he's- power. Yeah, it just shuts down but so, anyways so
0: oh keep, keep going
2: yeah. so what had happened was one of the t te- well you see what happened was uh one of the t's in like the radiator hoses or whatever just blew up disintegrated Sorry. just Damn. out of nowhere just boom gone so we had to call AAA, triple a get it towed we had to stay in a 60 dollar econolodge we fit six people into a three-person room yeah that we got kicked <clears> out
4: <throat> of in the morning because we
2: missed checkout <laughs> yeah so and i mean it dis- was it was just it was a really good time yeah it was so really, games- just a great time
4: <laughs> and then we uh so now we financed the 2014 uh chevy 3500 and it is, it is fan-fucking-tastic no issues, super comfy. You paid
0: your dues with like the shitty van. Now you've earned the right to roll yeah. around in style. Something and like great after 2010.
2: Is, yeah, is the thing yeah. is, is, like even after that, what had happened, like on the side of the road in Georgia, that's not even the only horror story that we have about that van. Like we were in Norfolk driving back, and like it couldn't even make the trip to Norfolk because like the leak had started again. Yeah, yeah. it's like an hour and a half yeah i mean thank god it was winter because as soon as we got off the interstate and stopped like moving around a bunch of cold air it just heated it like overheated yeah that wow. thing
4: was a nightmare but
0: well, i want to uh i want to like get to some stuff so that like you know people can like have like a well-rounded idea like i want to ask some more questions because like we could just keep talking about vans like all fucking night like, oh yeah cause, <laughs> cause of
4: shit. yeah we get Sorry, we get I kinda... long-winded no, about <laughs>
0: No, that's that's yeah. old honestly. But like, I, sometimes I have to remember that I'm the host. I have to like lead this shit somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to make sure that like I ask all the questions that I want to ask and stuff. Which, by the right. way, if you guys have any time constraints, just let me know. I I don't like I can go. Uh, I'm around, but...
4: I'm rocking. Okay. I'm, good. I'm good. Yeah, six, six,
1: yeah I think six, we're all six. chilling.
0: Okay. Um, but I wanted. To, I was. I'm looking at your Twitter right now. I think this is you guys. So, O-Y-E, oh God. Oh, why <laughs> open your ears, records? So mm-hmm. how? How did you guys get hooked up with them?
4: Um, so Adam Hickok, giant shout out to Adam, uh, is this guy that we met through a mutual friend, uh, Sam from a band called Flight Club, who's also signed to Open Your Ears. And uh, we had just finished recording the record. we just gotten the master's back and we were kind of shopping it around the labels. We sent it to anybody and everybody that we could think of. And open ears was this new new label that flight club had just signed a contract with they hadn't even been announced their existence yet he i met him in virginia beach at a festival that i was at and flight club was playing it so i was hanging out with them and adam walked up to me and introduced himself and we started talking and it was like this thing where it was like we we had pitched ourselves to you know pure noise and fearless and all these huge record labels and so he he kind of pitched his deal to me and and we talked about it. we were like, "All right, well, let's not say no to anybody like let's go hear him out and so we didn't really think a whole lot. I think it was Matt and I went and met with him and got coffee or something, and he was just telling us about all the stuff he wanted to do and kind of letting us know the deal and like it just kind of caught us off guard because like it was legit like he he was the real deal, and he really knew what he was doing, so we kind of kept the dialogue going over the next month or so, and then decided to just pull the trigger on it and start negotiating. And it's been fucking awesome. They've treated us real well. So it's been really cool. Yeah.
0: Like part of this is like, I like to ask questions that one, like inform myself as someone who's in a band working on a record right now, first record going to be trying to shop it around, but also for like other bands who are in that same position. So I'll, I'll ask questions like this, like, so you're, you join a record label. What all like, what, Role does that label take?
4: Um. Well, they hook us up with a lot of stuff like this, which is great.
0: Yeah. You know? so okay. So uh, yeah, I have no idea honestly how uh you guys got connected to me. I just knew that I was supposed to be here at eight, and
4: here we are.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> we sound like Matt.
4: <laughs> yeah. The the label has acted as sort of a a bridge to all these other opportunities. Like we're we're on Big Picture Media's roster now, which is a PR agency that uh becky yeah. is probably the one to talk to you yeah becky. yeah they're fucking awesome dude they have been hooking us up left and right which has been awesome and uh he has provided a lot of the funding for things like records being pressed, which is something that i never thought we were going to be able to do because that is very expensive for those who didn't know very expensive um he, he has he has ways of extending our reach like both through social media and for pre-sales and and things I like think, that
2: like i think a big thing that we were like really set on uh, and it's something that we we pretty much learned and kind of adopted from our friends and keep flying is like we didn't want to sign with a label that had the same reach that we did right like we really right, right, didn't right, right. want to yeah we yeah. didn't want to like split profits or like you know sign a contract join teams with someone who can do all the stuff we can do ourselves mm-hmm. and like so from a newer label, you know, looking at them as kind of just starting out, we were kind of skeptical at first, but then when we realized like what Adam and like, you know, his team was capable of, like, we were like, okay, this is a no brainer. Like, you know, he's, he's like, he's got a great team. He's got, you know, he's got a really good head about what's going on and he can do a lot of stuff and he's done like really, really good stuff for us so far.
4: I think I also speak, I think I speak for everybody when I say like, we, we had gotten responses from a few other labels, like in our various shopping endeavors and talking to all of those labels. And then talking to Adam,
2: you could really tell that like, he, he, he like, like had the same thing in his tool belt. He, he gave a shit. Like, he yeah, really, like,
4: actually. actually cared. Like, we weren't just, like, on paper to him. Like, he, like, actually believed in the record and actually believed in, like, he'd seen us play live, like, you know, four different times by the time that we told him we were going to sign with him. And at that yeah. point, we had been promised by other labels, like, oh, we're going to send an A&R rep out to see you. And that never happened. And we've been ghosting on emails and right. we been spotty. And, like, Adam was just on it the whole time. Like, we were like, here's someone who's actually, like, Gives a shit about our music and like wants to see it succeed for more than more reasons than just I'm gonna make money off this. So it's like, sure. and like, no regrets about the decision either. He is, he has not changed his tune at all since That's then. Great. And it's been awesome.
0: That's, I think it's a really good point that you mentioned too, like finding a label that has a different reach than you. Because, like, you yeah, know, I, I, I have some friends in my area who are trying to start record labels and like, on one hand you want to support them and at the end of the day when i finish the record and if if i don't get any responses like i'll i'll go with my friends you know what i mean but yeah
2: exactly if
0: it's possible to like you know because you guys are in virginia but you know your your um big picture media is based out of new york and then i don't know where i mean The you know open your ears is in Virginia, but still like it has a different sort of reach. Like it's about expanding. You want to if you want to make it, you know what I mean. You want to expand as much as you possibly can. I think most people understand that. You know what I mean. Right. There has to be some sort of business side to it, even though this is just fucking around. You still kind of have to do the business
4: thing a little bit. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think it was a rare find for us to get Adam, who is still just as willing and just as much fun to fuck around but has a better understanding of the business side than we do. So, yeah. yeah. Cause usually the two are mutually exclusive. So, so you know. the
0: record label, did they set you up with big picture or how did you guys get yeah. With
4: them? Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he vouched for them. He was like, just trust me on this. And it is, he didn't lie. It's been awesome.
0: So how is, how is things like your day to day as a band? Like how has it changed having, um, Want to label into like um, sort of management? I guess
2: it hasn't really changed all that much. Uh, I will say there are there's another group chat, like there's another <laughs> there's a group group message right at- texting thing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So there's another one of those. Uh, it's it's a lot more sort of. I, I would say there's a lot more scheduling to do. Like we get we get you know some of the stuff like this, you know. Interviews, uh, you know, podcasts, that kind of thing. Uh there's a lot of there's been a lot of questionnaires to fill out, which is cool. And, yeah. Um It feels uh, like I
4: everything just like written up write ups and written interviews and things like, like that. Homework? Kinda. kinda. Huh, I know, guess I've he's been getting stuck that. with that.
2: <laughs> we uh we let the band leader do those.
4: Nice.
2: Um I feel Yeah, like- for me it just kinda
1: seems like there's another member of the band now.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's like honestly,
1: point.
0: yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of surreal to like have somebody who isn't invested in the creation of the the art be fully invested in like the you know the production of it overall as a business. Yeah. Like that's
4: and it was wild yeah, exactly. to us too because we already had the record done when he found us. Yeah, like uh, it was finished. I yeah.
2: Played... Our situation is a little unique because we don't have management right now. Uh, okay. So we yeah we're on the roster for Big Picture when we roster for Open Your Ears, but honestly, right now with the way things are working, Adam is kind of our label owner and our manager at the same time. Yeah, okay. so he's, yeah, he's like pretty much kind of pseudo managing us right now. So he's he's the one that's really on top of like I would say him and Pat are kind of splitting the splitting the role of managing the band. Gotcha yeah yeah I would,
0: yeah it's pretty spot i would say
4: on. i would say too that it it seems like like to the point that matt made adam is kind of interwoven in everything we do now yeah. like just because i mean you know not that he needs to but he knows when we're practicing he knows when we're coming up with ideas for like future videos or content or whatever like just because like yeah like, we want his intro. Go out,
2: you know right Yeah, he's like he's got he throws in you know ideas about merch. He throws in his opinion because I mean that's another thing we do is we make all of our own merch right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's that's kind of what I've been focusing all of my time in. Yeah, make as in as in design. Oh, we don't print it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, We don't print it. We design all of it. Um, You know, we've had people design merch for us before, but
4: uh, well, actually, have we?
2: we? I don't think we have.
4: No. No, we've had people do album artwork for us before, but never merch. Yeah, we've done all yeah. our merch. Ah,
0: uh, yeah, I wouldn't. You know, I would. I always like to make all my own shit. Like the the like the extent to which I'll I'll give that part up is like I'll design something with like you know some shitty version of Photoshop, and then I'll my plan is like send it to a graphic designer. Be like, all right, take this thing that I made and make it look like a professional did it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> translate yeah. it into something that doesn't look so crude.
4: Adam's got his graphics guy. If we were ever wanted to do anything like that, too. Shout out, Jared.
0: It's always good to have a guy like bands yeah. have to have so many like quote unquote guys for. Like, <laughs> I will say, so many different I things. will
4: say, Joey has been stepping up the design shit lately. We haven't had to do that because he's gotten pretty, pretty good.
0: Do you ever do anything for any other bands, or is it just kind of like a hobby that you do for your own? Oh, where'd he go? Oh, looks like he's muted.
4: Well, Matt, did you mute Joey? I don't think I did this time. Let me
0: see if I did. <laughs> no, I think he muted himself. Oh, well. I guess we'll just yeah. have a podcast now. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I, will, I will speak for Joey.
2: Um, all right. Sorry, I'm back. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I had to, I had to run had to run the other room real quick.
1: Yeah, uh, I was just kidding about all that stuff I said you by, by the way.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: sure. So, uh, um, Joey... So, You hear what I? You hear? You heard my question? Yeah,
2: yeah. I still have my headphones in. Um, so I, so like I said, I do some work for like a promoter in town. Um, I started. So I've been through multiple different, uh, and these guys can vouch. I've been through multiple different career paths that I've chosen for myself. Like one day I was like, yeah. "Yeah, I'm gonna be an architect," and it's like, "Oh, I'm gonna be a a photographer." It's like, "Oh, I'm gonna be a a, a video editor and all yeah, that." Yeah, I'm, I mean,
4: I'm applying to cinema school. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I <laughs>
2: Went to like film school in California, um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I kind of like I. It really started like I I used my fake student email to get the Creative <laughs> Cloud Dope. on uh, on my computer. And, like, I kind of just started screwing around with it, really. And, uh, you know, like, I made a couple designs, or tried to. I made, like, some half-assed ones. Me and Pat kind of worked together. Because, like, Pat went to art school for a couple years. Um, mm-hmm. Until he had to critique dropout. a loaf of bread on the floor. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that was the final well, shot. started it. on
0: contemporary art, dude. Something,
4: something oh, really dude. Me I was a sculpture major. It was my personal terrible.
0: <laughs> I don't have the brain for it the banana duct tape to a wall I, that shit just pisses me yeah. the fuck off yeah. oh my God. okay
4: so i'm gonna I'm go off on a tangent real quick and <laughs> preface this preface this by saying no hate to anybody that is in art school if you if you got the brain for it that's sick i don't here's why um it doesn't so have went the brain to, for much uh, they call me sawdust uh so i went to vcu arts and i was a sculpture major i was there for two years and like, eventually, I, I found myself turning in assignments late and or failing assignments because I was too busy making music. And I was getting to a point where I was like, that doesn't fucking make do that. Like, I don't right. actually want to be a sculptor. Like, that's not... I, and I, the shit I was making was just awful, also. Because <laughs> I, was, I was half-assing it completely. But one day I showed up and we had a critique and the piece, the, the first piece of the day, I walk in and it's a loaf of sourdough bread just on the floor that someone had made it was just a loaf of bread and i walked in and i was like is this it? and then we started talking about it and people were like oh it speaks to the rustic nature of making things with your hands or whatever Shut up. and i was like eh. <laughs> <laughs> i walked out and i called my dad i was like i'm i'm, I'm out of art school he was like okay i was like, like I, I can't i fucking can't but That's yeah great. Anyway, I didn't, yeah, me and Joey collaborated on the side. It's,
2: it was really funny. The other day, he was telling that story, and Matt leans over to me. He's like, dude, I had no idea bread could rust.
0: <laughs>
2: rusty, <laughs> oh my like, God.
1: Oh, rustic bread.
2: The, oh, yeah, the rustic
1: Rusted. nature. Rusty so bread.
4: You learned about That's my
1: side project called.
4: <laughs> it speaks art to the rusty called. nature yeah rusty well, i've
1: got a i've got a punk sideband called rusty bread <laughs>
0: <laughs> dude i have uh maybe i don't know if i really okay well my side band that if i ever have it uh my side comedy band this is kind of like it's not necessarily not safe for work but i feel like you guys might appreciate this so it whenever you're in like in middle school and like you know if you like you get a boner when the teacher like calls you to come up to the class you have to waistband it you know so like i <laughs> was, like, call a band the waste bandits
4: <laughs> ah, yeah that's good, dude. so if you ever hear a, so a
0: comedy band where I don't show my face and it's called the waistband, it's just no it's me.
4: I wanted to be in a i wanted to make an indie band called schools for a long time
0: ever, <laughs> what are like do you guys remember any like really bad like band names where that you were in before like when you're in- oh, oh i
4: wasn't God. I wasn't in it, but my dad used to be in a band called Open Toad Vandals, oh jeez.
2: <laughs> I had, very bad. Yeah. i've started i've started countless numbers of bands and never practiced played or written any material for those yeah, um got a couple of those i i had so my first band i was ever in was a like a, a metal court in the big sprawling town which is mechanicsville virginia <laughs> um we were called acid tide Dope. Yeah, and yeah, we were pretty edgy. We sounded like we get (laughs) the news. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were so such good songs, dude. I have such a funny, like promo air quotes promo that we took in this kid's basement, holding up like a like a construction stop sign that says stop on one side and slow on the other side. So my dad took it upon himself to start calling us Stop Slow. Oh wow. He just called us that every Facebook post it was like, Hey, stop slow. And my dad's a really southern dude. So everything I mean, these guys can attest. Like you can understand probably like three or four of the words. He's he the best seven goddamn
4: seven. person in the world. He's so funny. Oh my god. He's he's hilarious.
2: But Paul yeah, Gamer. it's crazy. <laughs> when he start when he gets when he gets a few beers on him, he, he he's he's Ugh, god, he sounds like that. Uh, you know. look. <laughs> <My dad's, laughs> <my, laughs>
0: this is my dad's name. Like he, he wanted me. Like when I first named my band in a daydream, he's like, uh oh, no one's gonna like that. You should call yourselves the Executives and like come on stage wearing a suit and like have a briefcase that you pull like your pedals." Off. I'm like, dude, what the fuck?
4: Man? <laughs> oh my god!
0: <laughs> have your parents come and uh, watch you guys play?
4: Yeah, uh, yeah. My yeah. parents
2: come pretty often.
1: Yeah. Like, I think my parents have seen us play once.
2: Yeah, yeah the Pat's last show parents, we played. Pat's parents come out pretty often. My parents came out once or twice. Uh but usually by the time we end up playing, my dad is in timeout. <laughs> <laughs> like, like my mom kinda has to kinda has to, you know, pull the reins back a little bit yeah. on him. Just he gets a little he gets a little too wound up sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> my dad is a uh
4: a, a lifelong musician, he's been ben, been in bands for as long as I can remember. So he's living vicariously pretty heavily through me right now. So yeah. he likes coming Fun. out and,
2: and watching. yeah My my dad plays the radio. Ah, uh,
4: <laughs> that's yes,
2: his. Like,
0: <laughs> I feel I felt really like my dad just saw me play live for like the first time ever. Like I'm 29, and it took this long. Like I don't know, like a m- month and a half ago maybe, and it was great. But like I'm so self conscious because like. You know, my dad's like kind of a man's man, and a lot of my lyrics are like vulnerable and like emo and shit like that. And it's just love like, it. yeah, it's just, it's just it's tough. Imagine like brand new meets like Circus Revive or like Manchester
4: Orchestra type. Like, holy holy shit! Of, I'm speaking you know. my language.
0: Yeah, and so I just put it off for the longest time because it's like I didn't want. I was like almost embarrassed in a way, you know. But eventually, I just like. All right, just come on out. And it ended up being great, you know, it was awesome. But it took me forever, you know. I just think, like, sometimes people, it's, it's a strange dynamic, like, showing the most vulnerable part of yourself, which for me is when I play music, like, to your parents.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I get that, 100%. I think, I think I might have kind of lucked out a little bit, because I, my, it's hard to tell whether or not my dad actually speaks English. <laughs> the, so i don't think honestly i don't think you understand words outside of his like accent that he has Western sometimes. Germany? yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> no but like he's like, on I another just, planet you know, my dad has such a way about him that's very like blue collar very you know southern values kind of guy gotcha. and i think i think if i like speak because like every time i get around him i kind of I kind of throw on the, like, you know, the little Southern draw kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So that he can understand me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you make yourself so, harder to understand so that they can understand you. That's great. Dude, exactly. but it's so
4: funny, because, like, my dad is, like, not that way at all. Like, he's... You raised me on, like, The Smiths and Radiohead, just to give you a little bit of an idea. Hell but yeah, dude. But, like, so the first time he met Joey's dad, they hit it off so fucking hard Dude, my
2: dad <laughs> loves your dad. Oh, that was a great <laughs> night. Couple. It was, like, <laughs> so much fun. We played this like little brewery, winery in Carytown. It's like it's it's a small place, you know. And, and like we're a loud punk band playing in like a jazz setting already. Tight. So we just got like a bill full of like a bunch of bands, you know, loud and off the chain. And then my dad steps in and takes like you know, say that the amp was at six, he just cranks it all the way to eleven. He's just God. He's just all over the place. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, man, it was great.
0: Let me ask you this. Uh what are because I mentioned some of my influences and it sounds like you guys are like on, on board with that. What are the type of uh bands that like kind of
4: inspired the music that you play? Man, I'll let you take this first one.
1: Uh Here's- what what am I just naming? One or like a couple? What the-
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just, like, whatever comes to mind.
4: You just haven't haven't spoken a minute. Um, I mean, the two that always come to mind,
1: especially after writing the last record, are definitely Balancing Composure, and then the Foo Fighters.
4: Mm -hmm. Foo Fighters, yes, dude. Those are, like, like the first two that came to my mind, too. Yeah, Yeah, those are
1: always the first two that come to mind when...
4: Absolutely love. Just
1: food, yeah. yeah. I mean, especially with this with this new record as far as motivation and inspiration and all that stuff comes from comes from Pat are you playing guitar studios. right
4: now? Yeah, I pick up Zach's guitar. Bobby.
0: Someone <laughs> mentioned uh whoever hooked us up mentioned Citizen and I listen to you guys and it's not that I mean I love Citizen and I can kind of hear it in the vocals, but I feel like it's not the most accurate comparison to you guys because yeah. I feel like you guys are a little bit um faster, you know. You guys play? Like, yeah, fast
2: so fast I sport. mean, I I kind of that's
4: sick though. So I had a Citizen tattoo. Like, I love that band. Nice, dude.
2: Citizen was kind of the band that kind of like pulled me into this kind of genre. So, like, growing up, I listened to like a lot of metal. Yeah. Hence my, hence my uh, high school metalcore band. Um, hasn't <laughs> died. Stop slow.
0: Stop slow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh I listened to a lot of metal. Metal, like when I was learning to play guitar, I played a lot. Metallica, megadeth that kind of thing okay, i like yeah. 80s thrash kind of deal yeah. uh but like uh my he's not my actual brother but like i call him my brother i worked with him at, at the music store around here uh he he put me on to citizen and like this whole kind of like different alternative sort of like kind of emo genre uh and like i grew up listening to green day so i wasn't too far attached from it but Citizen was kind of the band that really got me into like this sort of style, this sort of like kind of genre of music. Gotcha. Yeah. I yeah, would say. I don't know really... who put that on there, but like, yeah, I love Citizen. They're I think the it two... was,
0: uh, Matt from Madness to Creation. I think he listened to you guys and just that was something that came to mind. Oh, hell yeah.
2: Uh,
0: I got
4: gotcha. you. Hell yeah. Yeah, we, uh, I'd say the two bands that kind of spoke the loudest to me while we, that we listened to while we were writing the record, probably uh jimmy Eat world and basement were like yeah okay the two that i like i fucking my i would say that my favorite band off the top of my head like gut reaction is probably of composure i love that band but like we listen, listen to, to a lot love of them
0: like oh, I, I like so Balance but like the people who really love them just really love them and, and not to Diary, like, knock yeah. balance and composure. I just like I just like them. You know what I mean? Like I don't. Yeah. I, don't yeah try really, I can put it on, but like I it does for me. I don't always go back to them, but I know people that just are just in love with that band.
4: Yeah. But we listen yeah. to a lot of like them and and Basement and like Super Heaven was another big one.
2: Love we that. We listen to we listen to one Thrice song like ninety times. Oh, dude, what is We're it? Black honey. Of- yeah, yeah, black honey.
4: <laughs> Swinging yeah, my was- hand through a Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh,
0: what about like back when you first started playing your instruments like what were some bands that like inspired you to just want to play music
2: mine were Christmas, like green, green day, day. Yeah. yeah green day metallica uh i learned a lot of guns and roses songs oh dude same. Getting started. <laughs> yeah so it was. i, I mean it was kind of all over the place for me it was like ozzy and black sabbath kind of thing uh, but yeah. like when I started learning like Metallica riffs and you know like those faster sort of heavier thrashy songs, that's kind of where my chops started to like develop a little bit and like my more technical sort of skill.
4: Yeah, Green Day is the reason that I want, like that I decided I wanted to start a band. My parents bought me international super hits, and
2: I was like, "Dude, yes, gone night on, yes, I had, that. Yeah. but directly." I liked- so it was the first one I ever downloaded on my. Shuffle or whatever the fuck. It I
4: listen to I listen to like a lot of weird, more indie stuff. Like for the past like six or seven years, I listen to Bright Eyes a lot. uh The National is another big one. I find um,
2: myself like when I get in the car, the first thing that I usually pull up is like I'll go on Spotify and I'll search Tony Hawk's Underground soundtrack. Cky, dude. Just like yeah, just throw <laughs> it on because like that when I, like, started getting into music, not, like, playing music, but, like, started getting into it, where I was, like, finding, you know, bands that I liked, and, like, songs that I liked, aside from just, like, what my parents play on the CD player, or the, like, cassette player in the car. It's, like, yeah, that's kind of what I was, like, I would throw, like, Pro Skater 3 in the PS2, and just go what? to Options, yes. and listen to the, just listen to the fucking soundtrack, you know? Yeah, dude. So, like, that's, like, that's, a, that has a, that played a big part in, like, where my music taste comes from. And actually, I tagged uh, on Twitter. I tagged Pat and like some of my some of our other friends in like uh, four games that like defined who you were. Um, and like, so I put in like Kingdom Hearts, Ratchet and Clank, uh, Crash Bandicoot, and then the last one was Tony Hawk's Underground. Nothing about the gameplay of that game is like super influential to me, but that's like what really pushed my music taste. <laughs> was like that game like so that that's kind of why i included it in that uh, that's interesting
0: because it's con- like i i actually fully understand that because like i was a skater kid and eventually i got rid of skateboarding because i just hurt myself more than anything but like
2: oh I dude just, i hurt my fucking arm like seven times i just Wrong wanted to fit tall. that
0: aesthetic you know what i mean like wearing skate shoes and like girl pants and mm. band shirts and shit like that and
3: like yep, for sure. I,
0: until like eighth grade i was like the model student like prodigy like all a's and then by some f- twist of fate i got sat in the back of this science class in eighth grade with next to this kid named justin smith who was a total degenerate and was like drawing a blink 182 logo and i was like what is that And he's like oh it's you know so we started talking about blink 182 and he showed me all these bands like brand new taking back sunday like yeah
2: taking back sunday that's... one of my favorite favorites in the world uh
0: just saw them at riot yeah. fest it was fucking amazing fuck yeah Ooh, yeah dude um yeah my
1: mine's probably the furthest from like the normal like for our band at least like i OG. grew up yeah literally on like <laughs> the local country station like oh, wow. pl- pl- playing drums in you know church in the mornings and stuff like that and then i mean there just I wasn't, all of that too yeah but they're like for me there just wasn't a lot of like access to music i guess growing up um so it was the same thing as joey whereas like the music that i did listen to was a lot of like the video games i played and then once i started you know just getting on youtube it was bands like you're more like i guess mainstream like 2000s pop punk bands like yeah i was playing a lot of like we the king stuff yeah yeah literally good charlotte simple plan um blank green day all that kind of stuff and then just the more i played in bands the more like got me into just i guess heavier music growing up and then that's just kind of you know where we are now yeah. it's good
0: to have like a, a range of influences in a band especially if you guys are like are you guys pretty collaborative when it comes to the songwriting like you guys like each
4: bring oh, yeah. something to the
0: table uh, yeah yeah that's what yeah. I'm very. very
4: we actually we like we don't do it like 'Cause a lot of bands will have like one person bring a whole finished song to the table and everybody kind of tweak it. We actually just kind of get in a room and play together until we find one riff or one beat that we like and just kinda build on. It. And like yeah, that's cool. It hasn't it hasn't really worked any other way. Like we have to all be there working on it together.
2: Yeah, like we all have like our own recording software or whatever the fuck on our computers and we like hang out like Matt Matt maps <coughs> drums on Easy Drummer all the Pat's always like
1: let's not get ahead of ourselves I just got Easy Drummer
2: All right, Matt just got Easy Drummer but like Pat is actually in school for like engineering and like production and that kind of thing so he's got like the fucking Pro Tools set up and the Slate everything bundle he's got all the cool shit we usually do all of our demos like his stuff but like I have you know I have Logic and I have a, a little interface I'll like you know jot some riffs down every now and then but like it really comes together when we're all just kind of chilling in the same room and we'll just kind of build on some now, shit. Now, do you guys,
0: like, go go back? Like, did you know each other growing up and stuff?
4: Matt and I met in high school, but, like, we didn't really, like, hang out.
1: Yeah, but even in high school, like, we, we didn't really become friends until afterwards.
4: We and didn't really, like, we didn't really know each other until we moved in together. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And then we met Joey through just... Like, very slowly just, like, going to shows around Richmond. So, so let me tell you the story.
2: <laughs> so I was working I was working at the local Sam Ash. I was, like, 18, 19. And uh, then, like, so in walks this dude wearing, like, a basketball jersey or, like, a bro tank or something and, like, a flat-brim hat with his hair all puffed out to the sides. And I'm like, hey, what's up, dude? How's it going? He's like, hey, what's up, dude? I'm Matt. And I'm like, oh, sick. Here we go. <laughs> Wait, did you, say did you say flat brim hat? Uh, it was either flat brim or a dad hat. Definitely probably dad hat. Definitely dad, dad, dad hat. hat. I was about to say, but what I was the like, fuck did okay, you just say to me? <laughs> I was like, here we go. We got some frat bro, like lax bro walking in here. And like, so he was like, we were talking for a minute. And then he was like, pop punk. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure, dude. And we started talking about knuckle puck and so then pat used to be in this band in the area called kept at bay <laughs> and Rip. uh i yeah for real <laughs> and i was a notorious i'm gonna call myself a ball swinger at the time Hell yeah you know like i i was just like searching for a way i could ride somebody's coattails yeah, you really, swung for, you really yeah. swung for the fences big, that old, day. big old name dropper there so yeah i'm going na- i was a name dropper i mean out of high school, I was a stupid kid. I'm still a stupid kid. Uh but but like Matt was like, Yeah, dude, do you know uh kept at bay? And like I was like, Oh dude, those are my boys. And then Matt was like, Oh sick, yeah, I live with them. Oh, and then nice. I was like, Oh shit, he's gonna know I'm lying. We knew who Joey was, <laughs> that was pretty much the extent of it. <laughs> we had yeah. never like really hung out. Yeah, we had never hung out, and like I got Matt's number. And I didn't remember his last name, so he existed in my phone as Matt McDude. Yeah, for like <laughs> for like a couple years, and then so once kept at bay, like separated, stopped doing stuff. I was like, oh, here's my chance. I was like, dude, I can ride somebody's coattails now. <laughs> but anyways, I, I hit up Matt and I was, like, yo, dude, let's hang out, let's let's jam or something. Uh, and I was like, let's get Pat to fucking jam or whatever. So we all just kind of came together and, and jammed for the first time, and I was playing bass for whatever. Oh yeah, we were. you were. Yeah, I so so played player. bass. And we hung out. We did that, and I mean, it just—it was really sick, and it all stuck. So we, I just, mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, we just kind of hit it off from the get go. But like, we didn't like know each other well. At least me and the other guys, we didn't really know each other and like hang out as friends before. The, the whole music thing but like now these two guys are like my best friend in the world so yeah we got matt and i
4: got tight probably eight nine months before joey did with us so like yeah it was all it was all pretty much in the same time frame I it takes some months, but
0: I, I feel like what i was getting at really is like in order to have like that fully collaborative um approach to songwriting i feel like there has to be like a, a a good social re- just kind of like we were talking about with the producers earlier you know what i mean like you have to have like a good personal relationship in order to be able to like collaborate and you know sometimes shit on each other's ideas and then sometimes like let go of your own I- you know what i mean like i'm i'm the type where yeah. i have to have you know like i fully flesh out my own ideas and i just want people to play that stuff but like yeah I always, sometimes envy the people who can be in a band where they just come together and they just jam and they all just kind of agree and work it out like a lot of bands like Foxing is a band that, you know, they have a bunch of different influences and they are
4: phenomenal.
2: But they're fucking amazing. You know what they're I mean?
4: They're so good. They're so good. <laughs> yeah.
2: For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think I think honestly at the beginning right like before like we kind of started this band, I was like jamming with people, you know, kind of screwing around playing and I could never get like on the same page with everybody. Like, right. we like, I would jam with people and it would kind of just go nowhere and it would turn into like this big ball of like shit, basically.
0: Yeah, I got it. Where you. we like
2: couldn't agree on anything. We couldn't figure out like what to play, when to play it, when to do what or whatever. And then eventually like when, when I jammed with like Pat and Matt for the first time, I was like, dude, this is fucking sick. Like, yeah, like my jams with everybody else had never gone like, so well i don't Never. i think we all
4: had kind of a
2: just we
4: were all kind of on the same page where not, we're not trying to make this anything specific like we're just gonna see what happens yeah because right, i like yeah. yeah
2: like jamming with the people where i'm from it's like everybody loves this band and they want to be in a band that's exactly like this band and they want to do this exactly it's like yeah that's cool but like that wasn't really what I wanted, you know? So it was kind of yeah. tough to, to find yeah. other people around me that were down to just create something that wasn't like anything else. Yeah. That you. was kind of
1: it, one of the cool things when starting this band, because one, this was one of the, this was the first ever, like I would say more serious band that it, I actually was a starting part of instead of just like a fill in or something like that. Somebody who came in and replaced somebody else and uh that was just one thing from the very beginning that we were all very we just felt very strongly about and that was um you know just writing stuff that we wanted to play instead of wanting to sound like this band or hey i like this band let's sound like this band it was all just like we want to play this stuff so that's what we're gonna do
4: yeah that was a big problem i've been in and or i experienced in bands that i've been in before like we would you know i I remember i was writing with uh someone in one band that shall remain nameless and
3: uh
4: (laughs) i was (laughs) we were writing and and someone someone played a riff or something and they they went and i said oh that sounds too much like knucklepuck like it sounds just like a knucklepuck song and like our guitar player turned around and he was like well they're signed to rise records is that so bad i was like well fucking dude like Cringe. rise records doesn't want another knuckle puck like, right. it's right. just it, like it's so all of us just kind of had that same idea where we're like I, we just don't sound like anybody else like we're just gonna play until something sticks and then like that's our sound like doesn't matter what it sounds like it's like if that's what we do that's what we do so
0: i gotcha mm-hmm. um well i think i'm gonna try to wrap this up uh we've been going for a while it's like an hour and a half Um,
4: Yeah, Yeah, this is a long episode. (laughs) Yeah, we like to talk a lot. Good one, good content. (laughs) Thanks (laughs) thanks for thanks for bearing with us.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, I love it when I can just like sit back and just listen, and because that's the whole point. I I want people to see what the bands are like, not me. You know what I mean? Like I'm on every fucking episode. People don't need to hear from me. Like you know, this is so you guys can share it with your followers or whatever, and they can hear you guys.
2: Yeah, you got me wanting to start a podcast. Dude, dude, that honestly? is so something I could see you doing. Dude, I am start cast about like video games or some shit.
0: If you ever like have any questions about like the technical side of things, like what goes into it, I'm happy to answer it, dude, cuz it's
2: it's really okay. not that hard once you figure it out. We have a friend that like runs a podcast network right now. Oh, really? His name's his yeah, his name's Ethan O'Chill. He like takes all of our photos on tour. He he does uh bacon and eggs podcast about uh like movies and stuff yeah he just he just, he just launched started a lord of the lord rings. one right yeah he's launched one for like lord of the rings He's he's doing one for like dungeons and dragons now so like he's he's fucking killing it on like a podcast game mm. see like it's like really one sick.
0: one thing i I've, I've struggled to like grow this thing because i've had some decently big names like i've had dogleg prince daddy and hyena you know those are
1: probably God, too, so too
4: good dogleg's new song is so good oh yeah
1: i true. still just can't get over prince daddy's last record yeah true
4: God damn. Good
1: record. so good
0: yeah i mean dogleg they're from the same area as me so like i've hung out mm-hmm. with those guys a little bit i see him at shows like you know all the time and the nicest guys in the fucking world you know they're super fucking cool um especially parker they're uh I think he plays guitar for them now but he started out playing drums for them. He did the drums on the record. He's just like the nicest most unassuming kid, you know what I mean? Like you'd see him even he yeah. but he's just the shredder of a fucking drummer and musician. They're just they're just a really cool band. It's like they're one of those bands where they they, you know, start to make it and you're actually happy for them because it's like when you know them personally, they're just humble, they're just they're just nice, they're good guys. Oh, for sure. Um, Hell yeah. Which you guys seem like total fucking assholes, so hopefully you guys never.
4: <laughs> <laughs> You're a good, judge you him, right?
0: <laughs> I mean, take it easy on those vans, though. For real, you got that?
4: God, oh, dude, we got a workhorse now. We're good.
2: Nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah
4: it's honestly, great. I
2: still. Go ahead. I, I do know people work to vehicle track records than the band, though. Yeah, yeah, can yeah. okay. always be worse. People that have, yeah, I know people that have gone through. Four cars in the past two years,
4: and I mean, dude, we've never,
2: we've never crashed. So yet, there's that. Pat did drive on the wrong side of the road on the last. For like, for like, yeah, four and Pat seconds. did
1: get lost trying to find a gas station that was right across the street. It was visible;
2: he
4: could see it, but he was like, "I need directions." It was very late. All right, <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, okay. <laughs> I'm going to set the record straight because I have a reputation that seems to precede me as far as my driving (laughs) ability goes. I am not a bad driver. I'm not a bad driver. No, I'm not. I'm bad with directions and there's a difference.
2: There's all right. So there's bad drivers and then there's dumb drivers.
4: Yeah, there's a difference. Like you
2: can, like you could be a good driver, but not a smart driver. That's me. (laughs) <laughs> pat's a smart driver like you know he he follows the rules of the road he doesn't speed like crazy you know he doesn't whip the wheel and take turns super sharp or anything he just he's doesn't know where the fuck he's going ever yeah
4: <laughs> that was directions
0: see like i'm the complete opposite like i'm very like i have a very good sense of direction but I i make the stupidest errors like i'm very meticulous about you know knowing where i'm going and all that but like i'll back into a car in a kroger parking lot and have like two thousand dollars worth of damage to my fucking you know what i mean yeah I, like, I just do ugh.
2: stupid shit i will say pat does have something on his record right now he scraped the van against of like the fence in the backyard and put like a big <laughs> ass dent in the side of it it's and like that bad it's like really Pat, you dug through the goddamn paint. It's fine.
4: No, it's going away. How is it yeah, going away? To the Not There's that... no paint there to go away. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, uh Definitely,
0: like, it's been a pleasure. Like, for sure. Like, it was good to talk with you guys. Good to, like, you know, virtually meet you. um Feel free to give the podcast page a follow or something, you know, hit me oh, up. Oh, for sure. If you guys. 100%. Need, uh, Next time you guys are coming through the Detroit area, you know maybe we can do like an in person episode and kind of do updates on things. I'd be a lot sure. of it comes to come see you guys play. And uh, thank you, dude. If you need a band ever too in this area, my band is always looking for shows too. So we be happy to hop on a show or something with you too.
4: Yo, no joke. Don't be surprised if you get a message from me in the next few because Dan from makeshift and I are trying to reschedule some stuff. And yeah, sure. uh, that Michigan date is still there, so uh, you might hear from me pretty soon. I have
0: friends that like are promoters in the area too that book a ton. So like, I, I got the hookups over here.
4: Oh yeah. Well, thanks for oh, nice, having yeah. us, dude. Thank you for letting us drag your podcast out. Like unnecessarily long this episode, dude, if you <laughs> listen
0: to any, like there's so many, I love these. There's a million of these episodes. So don't even feel bad. Like this is what I wanted awesome. to do a podcast for shit like this. It's, don't worry about it. Like, Very this cool. Is good content. So I'll tag you guys when the episode is out. It's on Spotify, iTunes, all that shit. Um, so all I ask is that you just share it. You know what I mean? Retweet. Oh, definitely. All that stuff. Um, just follow the podcast page. That'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, you guys fucking. Hopefully, you guys. You know, keep yourselves busy during this Corona shit.
4: I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> been a lot of 2K yeah. and Fortnite. Right. Yeah. yeah, we got a uh, we got a new song Wednesday too. So hopefully oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: If you want to let people know, like where they can find you on online and stuff
4: yeah we're at at house and home va on instagram at house and home rva on twitter we're on facebook we're on spotify and uh itunes or uh, apple music excuse me and all that and uh pre-orders MySpace. for our yeah uh, are we i don't even know um no we're not but, on fucking
2: myspace
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh fine sense feel love make light which is our debut record from april we have a new single for it dropping on Wednesday the first, and you can pre-order it at OYERS.com. Sweet. Um I've practiced that spiel so many goddamn times. It sounded like he
2: cut <laughs> out. Did anybody else hear him cutting out during that?
4: Yeah, I did.
2: All right. Yeah, let me let me restate that. So yeah, uh the record or Pat, try again. I don't know the spiel. Okay. <laughs> fine. <laughs> Our debut record, fine
4: sense, feel love, make light april 17th Honestly, new, it's again it's happening my airpods might be dying yeah. i don't know yeah, april mine 17th it comes out april 17th april our 17th. record comes out we have a, a new single dropping on wednesday the first and you can pre-order our record yerex.com that's oyerx.com <laughs> there you go
2: <laughs> there you go Joey. sweet
0: um yeah. i'm gonna stop the recording if you guys can hang out for like just a second because there's a couple of things i want to say uh, off the uh off the air but um yeah thanks for listening peeps now's one of their singles called heat seeker enjoy
4: wake up when you're older high fever drag it through my brain start over run away and change my